How's it, Kako? This is Kalel, and welcome back to your Sunday setup at sunset, where we hope to get you woke for the week. Our special guest today is going to be talking about a topic along the lines of COVID and mental health. So, in with us today is Lauren Kawahakui. Aloha, Tita. Welcome, welcome. Aloha. Thank you for having me. Aloha Kako. My name is Lauren Kuahakui. My maiden name is actually Lauren Kapoliahiaka Shem. 39 years old. I'm a mother of an 11 year old and a wife of a 38 year old. He likes to remind me that I'm older than him. <laughs> um, was born and raised in Honolulu, but now live in Wahiawa Heights. You know, it's so funny. I was just talking to my sister about how we introduce ourselves and how what that really says about us. And it's very important to me. But for the purposes of getting straight to the topic, I'm going to skip doing the whole mo'oku auhau if that's okay. <laughs> right on, right on. Similar to what the local culture in Hawaii would understand as what high school did you graduate from? Right. It says so much about your personality and you have to know your name. Otherwise, you it's really hard for you to even gain your bearings and move forward. You know, it's, a, it's cultural and it's important. Yes. And yeah. I feel like if people really care enough to dig around, they can search learn your so names yep. and look you up on social media and learn more. I think, especially for this conversation, all of that really matters where we come from, our cultural grounding, our name, you know, our Inoa Hawaii, our Inoa in general. Mahalo Nui for inviting me to be part of the round table that you You're welcome. It was hear them say that it does need a space. It does need to be talked about because it plays a huge role in the way we go about caring for ourselves and the way we view each other. In the day-to-day, alo to alo, we're actually going through life. What really matters is how we show up and yeah. who, who we be today. More so than being fixated on who we come from is what has that made us in the present. Yeah. So I, um, so sorry, I didn't even speak about what the work that I'm doing. I have a background um, professionally. I've been working in real estate, title and escrow and real estate for about eight years. Um, kind of jumped around before that. But recently I was laid off and I decided, this is just about a month ago, um, to do something that I had been really afraid to do for a long time, which was to be open and vocal about my journey with mental illness and specifically bipolar disorder. I was afraid to speak out about it because just for so many reasons and we can get into that um yeah, but, but just opening that that space for myself to be vulnerable and open has created just this enormous inspiration in me to grow that into really doing some some serious advocacy work for mental health in our community it's something that's been on my heart for a really long time to provide, you know, some support f- 
for other people who are struggling with or who have family and loved ones who struggle with mental illness and their balance so absolutely and we're at um yes so the the inspiration to do what i'm now trying to do with the website that i'm building happened actually the first time in july of 2019 last year when we went to mauna kea um shortly after the kupuna were arrested um so my husband and i went up with a bunch of uh, friends and some of our family um to hold space and be kia'i i saw what uh, presley and their their crew were doing with Pu'uhuluhulu university mm-hmm. and i saw the invitation to lead a class and for whatever reason i was inspired to go to the mauna medics tent and ask if somebody there might be willing to sit with me and help to lead a Pu'uhuluhulu university class in quotations okay. talking about my journey with mental illness um as a native hawaiian woman mm-hmm. and just share that mo'olalo um with some medical clinical context right and so what was amazing was i really didn't know what it would end up looking like but this incredible um, nurse she's a psychiatric nurse on hawaii island samoan and how the depth of her understanding of psychiatric complications in polynesians was mind-blowing i had never met her before but she agreed to co-lead this group and then another woman who was a hawaiian woman she was a drug and alcohol abuse counselor and she sat on the other side so i had the drug and alcohol abuse counselor on my left side mm-hmm. and a psychiatric nurse on my right side a jar of mamaki tea in front of me a bottle of the antipsychotic medication that i brought with me to the mauna just in case i couldn't sleep right and some water and then we started and it was maybe 12 or so women and one kane joined us at the end but what happened in that maybe hour and a half it was such an enlightening experience for me because not only did i feel like with two wahine who really understood deeply understood my journey without me barely explaining it but the other wahine in the circle were not nodding at me cuz they were empathetic they were really like oh me too you know like it, it was very much in a, a collective healing experience and so ever since then it sort of been stirring in me how can i try to replicate that to kind of not it's sort of just coming up for a lot of people so i think it's i hope it's timely <laughs> and yep. it's also not something that i I could have predicted at all that this is not where where I thought I would be going right right <laughs> right now but I'm just kind of letting it go to where it needs to yeah I just wanted to to clarify mm-hmm. that because even though I don't hate the western medicine I really didn't like what it did in my in my keno yeah I didn't need to take that 
medication when I was up on the mana and I have it but I think I've total taken the, any of that medicine to help me sleep maybe two or three times since the end of 2017 I, I'm not on any mood stabilizer I'm not saying that with pride as much as I'm just right. saying it because my sister is on a mood stabilizer and I don't think there's anything wrong with that either enlightening to hear people of such so it was the mental health roundtable that Lauren um, posted and there was these big wigs sitting up there it was I mean holy moly I was so like Lauren please don't call on me please don't call on me and then she's like oh Cleo share I'm like oh no just to hear people of such amazing stature and so much knowledge on both ends with cultural lens and the medical field especially in in this day and age and even more so when we're in this kind of crisis situation so mahalo for being the example of that and right off the bat sharing that because that's exactly where a lot of us need to start in western civilization they look at mental health and they label you all these negative things and then they medicate you but uh olden time perspective spiritually that was looked upon completely different Yes. Uh, um, so actually not just in Native Hawaiian culture, but most First Peoples uh, that uh, I've read um, all over the world that if traditionally they recognize a young person experiencing spiritual phenomena or actually looks like in Western medicine some psychiatric complication in the manic space where they're having dream states or talking to themselves or talking to someone that no one else can see that kind of stuff even right. if a young child that that child would instead of being ostracized they would really be embraced by the village medicine man or woman or women yeah. the people who knew how to malama that child's spirit and the awe and mind so that that gift was well taken care of and that they could understand it and grow it in a healthy way. And Western medicine has really done the complete opposite. All people, it's not as if being sensitive to spirituality specific to Native people, but mm -hmm. from my understanding, it is such a common thing that Native people all over have similar experiences of disconnection and then almost like short circuitry with their Native religion and spirituality mm -hmm. that it has its own designation in the psychology like Bible. Just by you sharing your story it made me think back and it was right around that same age for me as well and then to hear more women step up and share, it's always around that age. That in the 20s. Yes, it's crazy. Yeah, I hear you. I cackle all that. And at the same time, I really feel like Brene Brown, the vulnerability one, which I really love. Yes. While I do think that yours and mine and so many other, particularly women, mm -hmm. um, look back on our on our lives and think what if only 
our kupuna or my parents or whoever had given me better tools, had um, guided me in a different way, had we spoke our language in the home or yeah. all of those things. I, I have a whole list of if onlys. Right, right. Um, and at this point, I really feel like that list is is so useful mm-hmm. if we instead of sit in the gosh I wish the past something yeah. different yeah. that we can kind of lay a foundation for for being really honest with ourselves mm-hmm. and with those we trust about what happened right. during those years and then build a foundation so that our keiki and their keiki don't need to have that list right and so like that's really I mean I really want to qualify that by saying like I'm sitting on the ground in my messy office that I haven't sorted all my papers yet like it's messy it's not perfect science this living through like cultural genocide and then rebuilding and then reclaiming our identity as a cultural people it's just not a perfect science exactly exactly yes Kristen, when we were speaking just last night we're having our heart to heart and we're very much in alignment with each other i told her that yeah you know i have a psychiatrist and i have had a psychiatrist since this hit me she was like oh you have a cuckoo doctor and so pause and take on that kuleana myself and to just educate the people that recognize that they have survived some kind of trauma they have to make the decision this is their kuleana to make sure that they take care of their trauma so that when they have children it's not showing up in them that resonated for her you know because she's seeing things that she struggled with in her growing up now being reflected in her son i wouldn't have had that bravery to have that conversation with her if it wasn't for hearing lauren just step out there and go with this even with lauren like my first time sitting on zoom with everybody i was like oh yeah i'm here to just you know listen and pass messages i didn't even get vulnerable about my journey with dealing with trauma learning about this learning how to take care of myself full confession about how i cover up the ways of not talking about my um my lupus you know like my friends will know this knows that i'm not feeling good when i have like a full-on cake face pile on makeup you know something like that or or um i i ask him to edit stuff out like oh shoot i talked about having lupus edit it out since speaking to lauren it was like whoa why am i doing that because i'm not helping anybody by doing that and i look at her and i'm like oh my gosh she's so brave you know and so many people need to hear everybody else's journey so that they don't feel excluded and so i'm still going through vulnerability myself lovely it's and i still face fears it's not like oh i'm so brave i just do this podcast and it's so easy every single post i'm hesitant because of the judgment but i'm so hopeful that this will do more help than hurt and i I think that's just the kuleana that lauren i'm sure you can relate that you you just feel compelled and and you put your faith there and yeah you you have to be seeing like the benefit right like yes and it feels it feels <laughs> first of all thank you sis for sharing i feel like um having 
what feels like something small to other people is actually really can be actually huge um to just say it um whatever it is i do see the benefits and at the same time it comes with a whole big ball of other kind of compounding insecurities like once i'm talking about it now i'm building a website now do i have what it takes to actually grow this into something that can be as substantial as i see it in my mind's eye you know and and wanting to really deliver you know to deliver (laughs) what it is that i really intend and want to give to people and then also yeah this might seem manini and unrelated but i'm super excited to be taking a matriarchal business and marketing um workshop this weekend is this something that i should even attempt to commodify right or like we're so conditioned and all in a good way to just be generous to a fault with our spirit with our mana'o with our um experiences to help others mm-hmm. and then also material wealth right like it's not it's really frowned upon right. to to hold money yourself but also to try to enrich your yourself based on the the god-given gifts right like so there's something very right. interesting about um what i'm going through right now is really having a push and pull like i think i would love to throw myself into this type of work and advocacy full time and then do creative yes. stuff you know i write and and sing too but um music yeah. but there is sort of an insecurity about attaching quote unquote value to our personal mo'olelo you know that it's like mm-hmm. i don't know do you, you kind of know where i'm going like i don't want to yes. yeah to, I, i don't want anyone to think that the reason why i'm being vulnerable and open and sharing is because i want to get something from them for it you know what i mean i can totally relate that's a conversation my mom had with me and uh <laughs> it broke me because I don't ever want any of this movement to come off that way like I'm looking for recognition or benefit. It really is being vulnerable, but you know like a lot of Brené Brown's work is that's where the leadership qualities come out is because you have these leaders being vulnerable to take it there where where no one else is willing no one has really dug deep and you know got in the lepo so to yeah. speak <laughs> everybody's in quarantine right now so they have time to sit still and uh connect themselves align themselves and listen it's heavy um and you want to make sure you do it right without coming across in any kind of negative sense that it's Thirsty. trying to be <laughs> yeah. about self yeah yeah <laughs> for real and that is so key to the power of of support systems you know i mean just that just that session that i did with you guys i walked away feeling like whoa i have people in my corner now that i can turn to and be like okay today is a battle i don't want to get out of bed i don't want to take care of my hygiene i don't want to do anything and 
I somebody does somebody understand where I'm coming from you know it was cool to walk away from that feeling like oh my gosh there's people that can relate to this struggle and I'm not alone in this one of the ways that it's a curious thing specific to me that my manic depression or bipolar illness if that's what we're gonna call it right so that's the western name for it manifests itself and has manifested since i was maybe 18 so over 20 years ago is that when i'm in a manic phase i can lose really a sense of self in quotes the way that my close family and friends normally experience me and I can flip over into more of a pelehiaka space. I involve myself more in Hawaiian music, listening to Oli mm-hmm. dancing hula every day. Um, really, kind of, it's not a, a bad thing, but just a lot more interested in and wanting to speak Hawaiian more. There's a mm-hmm. set of um, specific. Um, things that that are kind of telltale signs of someone who's going through mania. One is being more interested in your physical appearance, dressing more attractive, um, being more creative, like wildly creative sometimes, getting less sleep, losing weight, being more sexually active or promiscuous, spending more money, and then it can be accompanied by drinking or you know substance abuse that was my whole growing my whole you know early adulthood (laughs) that explains a lot you know what i feel like um, i'm not i'm not just carrying my own story telling sickness so i feel like there's you know i'm almost 40 and this is an experience that i've seen a lot of my friends who don't carry any diagnosis go through very very similar phases um and i just so happen to be the punahou nerd in my senior year who decided to give myself a really thorough analysis and and tell my parents to send me to the doctor i'm i'm making light of it because obviously mine needed needs um special care and attention and so i do respect that but i don't think that overall that the experience is unique i think i have an extreme i've had extreme experiences of it so to answer your original question it (laughs) has been and continues to be especially going up to Pu'uhuluhulu and up to mauna kea during this past almost year i went up four times but the reason when i mentioned that i sat down in that first um session with a bottle of the antipsychotics from my psychiatrist mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. because I am very well aware how sensitive I can be to yeah. our akua, to my kupuna, my omakua. Mm-hmm. I notice things, I feel things that sometimes other people don't feel or see. And I've become comfortable with that and I don't feel like it's something that makes me better or worse than anyone 
because I think a lot of people mm-hmm. see and feel and experience things that I don't. It's a journey to learn mm-hmm. how to balance walking in two worlds because that's really what we're doing. Exactly. We're, we're, we're walking yeah. in two worlds at the same time and we're expected to be, or we, I think we have the expectation of ourselves that we can we can do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But let's, my whole thing with the level is like, okay, let's do it. Well, how about we get every single tool possible so we can do that successfully and mm-hmm. help each other to do that successfully because yeah. both are important and we don't need to um, demonize Western medicine necessarily mm-hmm. if I, I mean I 100% believe that some of the tools and the science and that medication you know was is Akua made that too science is science yes. isn't the enemy right yeah right I, I agree you're just charged with a different destiny a different mission and to to recognize that you need a different you you need extra steps or, yeah you know, to make space for both I, I i believe neither one is is incorrect that we need to know both so that we can navigate through yes and then if i'm gonna be really transparent about what i'm wanting to do with this uh the lapo the website it's something that I yes. talked about in the last Zoom conversation with the, all of the, the doctors that you were in. Yes. Is um, really, I'm not a professional, but I've been in this system for over half of my life being treated for this um, mental illness. And I think it's time as this is the host culture of these islands had an entire intricate way of understanding imbalance in the mind and body in La'olapa'o, with Kahuna La'olapa'o, with Lomi Lomi, to reframe the conversation about our mental health and wellness, like of our mind, body, spirit, you know, balance. As a people, that deep and very old understanding and the way that it connects with even like Aina's sustainability and you know ohana practices and all of all of it is so inextricably linked our our health and wellness Mm -hmm. as individuals and in the community that if we reframe the conversation and then reintroduce some of the tools of western psychiatry and psychology as these are our helpful cousins from across the pond rather Mm -hmm. than making their science, their labels, their um, boxes, the framework that we then need to put our culture and our language and our traditions into their framework. Just holy that. It's, it sounds, it yeah. sounds simple. It's not simple. <laughs> I'm trying to be gentle with the rollout. Those doctors, I think that were in that Zoom, I invited them specifically mm-hmm. Because, not because they're big wigs, not because they have big names, 
but because their their reach into our community is so deep and connected yes. in the amount of people that they serve that if the conversation is consistently had with those people who are in positions of power in the clinical and medical um, social work you know arms of the community then mm-hmm. that is going to be a payoff in dividends down the line i feel because then they will impact people that are learning from them too how to serve while you are experiencing this whole journey of exposing yourself and being vulnerable building up a lahui what does your support system look like and the value yeah. of it uh that's a great question i'm glad you asked um when i got out of castle hospital in 2017 um i had to take a really i mean i was forced to take a really hard look at myself because um i had a lot of things at risk right not just my sanity but i'm also a mother and a yeah. wife and um all of those the kuleana for me to get well and stay well was mm-hmm. so urgent at that time and so now it's 2020 back then mm-hmm. i really had a moment so first and foremost um i really rediscovered the bible in the mental hospital i connected yes. in a way that i never had before with my own relationship with akua which i f- is very important and precious and personal to me but as far as um support systems go that's numero uno about a month after i got out he rebaptized me in the ocean at makapuu so that's um yeah my uncle kiha um pimental he's a he's a pastor when you first asked the question i had no idea that that's the first thing that was going to come out of my mouth as an actor i feel enormously blessed and grateful that my psychiatrist Dr. Chad Koyanaki his way of doctoring I cannot put enough value on it cuz I feel like he just is so humble and generous with his manao and and his kokua he really just he wants to help and then I also have a um therapist who I found finally someone who I really jive with that I speak to once a week and mm-hmm. my family my husband my daughter my two sisters mm-hmm. my mother my first cousins who I'm very close with and a couple of my closest friends one of whom is my my OBGYN that's my crew any one of them any one of them if they start to see things that are concerning to them about my imbalance if i'm not recognizing it in myself mm-hmm. talk about being vulnerable and i am so such a proud person honestly deep down mm-hmm. i really yeah. had to give over to them permission to let me know and yeah yeah um to let me know and also to call my doctor. All of my close family and friends mm-hmm. are really important to me that I grew up with. There's one person that 
when I finally saw her again after years I hadn't seen her since before I was hospitalized in 2017 until July in 2019 and that was Kamakaiva Kanakaole so when I finally saw her and and maybe it's because I'm a hi'iaka or you know that my I don't I really don't want to put so much of that into just my inoha my because for whatever reason she is like home to me in so many ways when I see her when I when I get to honey her and and be with her and now that she's kumuhula I have the privilege of dancing with her Um, that I haven't seen her in months because of all of this COVID stuff but um, but she's someone who culturally not I shouldn't even say culturally but like she said to me a few times when we were up on the Mauna like I see you you know like I see you and then honi me and then I hug her and whatever we talk sorry and whatever but it's not be- I really don't feel like it's so much of the I, I'm not saying her name because I want to make myself to it, it's not because of it's not because of her Inoa and her Ohana and her lineage and her mana it's really more about her seeing me as a human being as, as in my totality oh. My spirit. Yeah. Like, I felt like, like when she said it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm all of it, right? I'm a white girl and I'm the <laughs> Like I'm, all, I speak good English and kind of yeah. shitty Hawaiian. You know, like it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not fluent. You know, I felt really yeah. in those yeah. moments. I felt really okay." being just as I am and that's something that I don't think most people might expect to be the way that she she is and treats people but I'll tell you like the amount of love that um, I have for her and her mana'o and the the way that she moves is unparalleled so I just had to say that because Mm -hmm. I do consider her even though I don't get to see her often enough is a huge Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of your support system. Yeah. Yeah. Our support system doesn't always have to be one realm or one circle of friends. Definitely, our support system can be drawn up from all over the place. So, mahalo for sharing that because I don't think I made that um, very much known. Um, now, my daughter, I mean, she's 11. As far as being able to ask questions, to be part of conversations i really feel like transparency and being open and talking about this stuff in our ohana helps it doesn't hurt it actually helps because it also helps to inform my support system of the ways that they can be compassionate and loving to me even if they don't understand me all the time and also, right. it allows me to kind of reclaim my power and to communicate to them like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm a huge part of your guys' support system too. 
so don't this. like get yeah. you know like I, I really a lot of the conversation has been like you're not allowed to gaslight me or you're not allowed to right. say because I'm diagnosed with a mental illness that when you don't agree with something that I say or do that automatically I'm in the wrong because I'm yeah, the crazy yeah. one so that conversation right. honestly over the past couple of years has been I feel like the source of the most growth of myself and my family and close circle about the way we talk about and the way we yes. grow through this this illness and this mighty together looking back i realized i i saw my mom go through so much therapeutic journey and try to take care of a lot of healing and and mental health situation but if it wasn't for her being open and um allowing me to see that happen um even even now she still she still fills me in on what she's experiencing and and vice versa i don't think it would have brought me to a place where i am now able to like you said recognize the signs and already start the process of putting myself into a better position my mom is from oklahoma and she had to raise me she had to raise this little kapolia hiiaka with white skin and chinese eyes <laughs> i mean i have not had her on a zoom call yet just because i'm a little bit scared that she's going to say yeah um yeah. because she knows me better than anyone and and i have to just be honest when i was going through a lot of my stuff i was not very nice to her there's some things mm. that i said or would do um that would come out of my mouth that was just not the loving daughter that i truly believe that i am mm-hmm. um and for whatever reason those that manao and that spirit and that um mess those messages i guess needed to come out but not without some real pain we're so connected and it kind of brings back to like the the whole brene brown thing like um what's in, what was interesting to me about listening to brene brown this morning after not having kind of sitting with any of her work for a couple of months is mm-hmm. how much of her work is really centered around very old understanding of connectedness by by people yeah. all over the world but she's able to articulate it and package it into a way that's very palatable to a western audience and to everyone yep. i 100% know and believe that i am not the only one who receives these types of messages i know you do and your mama and Um but I do think it's good to have a sense of humor about it as much as we can. This particular topic is such a huge one, Lahui, as you can tell. There's so much to unload um about it. There's so many different aspects because all of it is interconnected. And um this is exactly why we wanted to create some place to make the space to talk about it, especially since it's so prevalent. right now you know um definitely 
having a support system and having people that you can openly speak about or just knowing that somebody exists out there that is showing you that it's okay um, to be true to yourself and say what you what is on your heart and share it because that is what's going to you never know how what you have on your heart will help heal someone else so I wanted to make sure that um, I had the opportunity and the blessing for for Lauren to come in and start this conversation um we're kind of in this series where we're talking about mental health you know we got to speak to uh michael who's coming from the ministry and church side of it and uh we dipped a little bit into um our youth struggling during this time and the importance of um fellowship and connectedness um the social distancing thing is really hurting all of us um and so now with Lauren, I wanted to make sure that we talked about for adults too and how our care is going to be reflected in our future generation, in our children. Um, and we need to find our support system. It's so important. Um, it's uh, and, and, and your support system, you're going to have accountability partners who are going to call you on your stuff, you know, um, but then walk through it with you and see you through it and support you exactly how you're needing. So I thank you so much, Mahalo Nui, Lauren, because uh, to, to give people a glimpse of you putting action to your words and creating movement, but also to say that you wouldn't be in this position without a team and without a support. And that's exactly what Lahui Rising Strong is trying to get out there. So, so much living proof. Expose myself, you know. So now people are like, oh, you're wearing choke makeup today. Like, you know, what's going yeah. on? Are you okay? You know? It's just a manifestation, kind of thing. right? I mean, definitely, guys, I'm super excited for the Lepo to get launched uh, because it's going to create more um, opportunities like this for us to be able to. Uh, bridge over branch together just just uh like lauren says hold space for us to be able to gather up all of our notes just so that we can navigate ourselves through this journey safely so please be on the lookout for that um and once it's up and running make sure you guys go check it out and share your support and share what's on your heart as well um we would I, I assume that our our listenership is going to hear what you have to share about Lauren and they are going to ask for you back and they're going to have way more specific questions and things that they want to um, talk about. So I hope you um, are of open course. to returning and this sitting with I, us again. You know, I, I'm probably going to have a yeah. hard time listening to this because I really don't love the sound of my own voice and contrary to what people might think but um but yes as as often as as you like and I really I'm open to questions um any kind of questions so when we when it when the time comes up again then yeah we'll meet we'll meet back here 
Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Mahalo nui lahui for tuning in. We hope you return for our midday Monday Mana'o where we get a little bit glimpse into more of women in business. Until then, ahui ho. Thank you.